Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films, LLC, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Make it from Florida. 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 Whoa, there we are. Jeff is gonna talk about the misfits right now. Da, 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 theme song obsessed anyhow here we are after so many technical difficulties it was really frustrating but we're here and now we can do the show what's up Chris hey how's it going I'm okay how you doing bud I'm I'm doing good man I'm doing good you know I, I you know what I feel like right now I'm relating a lot listening to some lucifuge earlier I love that song, Tired of Being Alive, you know, and I just, like, I'm jamming to it, and I'm just like, <laughs> when I'm tired of being alive. <laughs> just one of those things, one of those days. What's going on with you? Yeah, just, uh, nothing really. I'm in Phoenix, there's nothing going on. Dude, I feel like Phoenix is such a cool town, though. <laughs> you would lie to. Oh, starting to sound like some dub. <whistles> Echo. Um. Anyway, we got quite the show planned for you, and it, it's you can't help but laugh. You just can't help but laugh. It just it's just we're we're, we're in a thing. I'm going to. Um, just hold on. Let me let me pull one of these guys off. Okay, that's a lot better. Now I can now I can hear myself on on what I was saying. I'm so glad to have Chris in the house tonight. We're 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 going through uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, technical hiccups, but we're here with you. We're we're doing our thing. We're we're making it happen, and that's what's important today. And we're figuring um, it out. Yeah, we're fi- we're figuring it out. That's that's you know nothing nothing comes easy, nothing comes perfectly, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. A- am I am I right, Christopher? It is. Um, Chris, just just yeah. to, just to get us started before we before we launch into we're not going to talk movie stuff, guys, because we're we're going to be talking movie stuff tomorrow. We're going to be talking movie stuff. We we constantly talk about movie stuff together. So tonight is all about Danzig. But what I want to know is, um, 
Chris, before before we get there, I do want to know, what movies did you watch today? Did you watch anything good, anything noteworthy, anything worth recommending? Um, I watched Society. Oh, great film. I love Society. You... I saw that in the theater with get a whole the fuck out of here. three people. The person I went with, I think there was some weirdo in the front row. <laughs> Amazing. In Westwood, yeah. That is that. Is, so, you must have been just. It must have just blew your mind when you get to that that ending. It was vaguely erotic. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> one way, indeed, to put it. Oh, we have a weird sort of washing machine. Oh, and Chris has disappeared. Behind the curtain of mystery, that's okay. We're going to do a little housekeeping. I'm going to, hold on, let me bring Chris back in. Oh, there he is. Hi. Hey. Oh, perfect. Wow. You sound amazing. Yeah, I get that sometimes. (laughs) Thanks. Let's talk some Danzig. I want to talk to you. This is a big question here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a little preamble and then we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull this like laffy taffy guys. No more movie talk. No more nothing. No more distractions. Movie talk's tomorrow. Movie talk is tomorrow. Tonight, it's all about GD, Glenn Danzig. So Glenn Danzig, he's a Renaissance man. He does everything. He does comic books. He's a musician. Friggin' makes movies. You know he, he's he's everywhere. He's even an art dealer. If you didn't know, how about that? Dude knows. Dude's an encyclopedic Britannica of of comic books. I mean, the guy knows his stuff. In addition to making them, he's 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 doing dealing pieces and and whatnot. Um, and you know, a, a lot of you know sort of misfit nerd speculation always falls in the category of, well, what's he going to do next? What's coming down the pike? And you know, most recently he's gotten into films. He you know. Uh, he put out the last album he put out was Danzig Sings Elvis last year. He put out Black Lady and Crown before that and Skeletons before that. So he put out a steady stream of music. And now we turn to the future and wonder, what is Glenn Danzig going to do next? Chris, what do you think? I think more movies. I would hope. I think that that is the primary focus now. Um. I really, listen, as long as he keeps making them, I'm going to keep seeing them. And it's not just because I'm, like, a fan. It's because I, you know, I, I, I genuinely, like, appreciate and love seeing him grow as an artist in that area, you know? And I'm very interested to see what lessons he learned on Death Rider in the House of Vampires and how he applies it to the next project or the project after that. Uh, let me ask you this. What, and only, you know, only the big guy knows, but what kind of film do you want to see him make if you had your druthers? That's tough. Um, you know what? It's not, for me, he's making, like, Death Rider was more my cup of tea than Veronica. So um, I'd like to see him keep making these 
Euro trash kind of films. He just needs to get, you know, he needs to keep improving with each one. So, I didn't, Veronica, I wasn't a fan of pretty much any of the comics. So, it's kind of like, eh. So, Death Rider was a little more my speed. Uh, I'm not familiar with any of the Veronica, Verotic, whatever comics. That's where I fall off in my Glenn Danzigdom. One of the wow. places. I am. Actually, you're not the only one. You'd be surprised how not many my, people. It's not my bag. I see. Yeah, well, they're not for everybody. You know, it's funny too because I'm a big comic book book guy, but it just you know some of it, like I'm very you know in the way that here's the thing about comic books. Comic books are like buying a pair of jeans. Buying a pair of jeans or pants, whatever, any kind of pant. Oh, tell me if you agree with me, Chris. Buying any kind of pant, it's a very personal experience, right? Like, yeah. you like your pockets a certain way. You like, I don't know about you, I wear a chain wallet, and I have to have the right amount of belt loops in the right kind of place so that I can hang my chain wallet. So like, the I chain can... goes in the right place. I get well, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, so it's a very particular thing, and it's the same thing with comic books. Everybody is... Very, it's a very personal thing. People like certain types of art, and they like certain types of stories. And you know, in the realm of erotic, it just that doesn't tick any of my boxes personally. So it's actually a big blind spot for me. But you know, again, I love that that dude is just out there making stuff, and I like to consume it truly. So you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm ready to sort of you know go to whatever he is putting down. What's interesting, here's the thing, and we've spoken about this before, maybe I spoke about this when, when Anthony was on the show. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, uh, hey, Amy, hey, Chris. Oh, Good to see you guys yeah. tonight. I cannot, hi, Amy, hi, Chris. I cannot see the chat due to uh, a little problem that we are having. Oh, there we go. There's one. I'm literally there you go. looking through a little crack. Hey, Paul, I see Paul's. Paul's comments. I can't, guys, I can't get to these comments. I can try, but I might screw up our whole system in doing so. Um, I've oh, said awesome. I've said in the past, shit, what was I talking about? Oh, no, fuck, what were we just talking about? Remind me. Where were we? You're talking about how you'll consume anything he puts out. Right. But, oh, oh, oh. In terms of what I want to see Glenn Danzig attempt to make, I, I, I think no matter what he does there's going to be some sort of horror movie influence. Like, whether whether he likes it or not, whether we like it or not, it's just the way of, the way of like, the creative process for that dude. You know, I feel like whatever we're going to get is going to be a blending of this and horror, in the same way that we got a Western that's blended with horror. So, yeah. you know, I think you previously mentioned something about, like, Kung Fu. Like, Kung Fu and horror. You know what I mean? Or, like, I don't know, like, um, freaking romantic comedy and horror. That would be an interesting one. <laughs> Unholy Passion. It would be, okay, ready? All right, it's called Unholy Passion, and it's about nuns that uh, fall in love with a demon on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> oh, look, I got, a, I got a smile out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a That's demon. That's a very important thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, except the nun is like out the window, and the demon is singing about That's unholy so passion. This thing it hangs for you. 
you know, and there's like a whole romantic moment, and it's just you know, there's a human pony girl, You're of course. A twisted fuck. I, 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 look, I could totally see, I could totally see something like that happen. Or what about <laughs> Gay, Gay Rouge? Gay Rouge would be interesting to finally see come to live. I would love to see that. You know, Gay Rouge almost happened. I, I, maybe it still will someday. Who knows? But I have to keep the faith and wonder and, and hope. You know, it um, would have been an interesting Blumhouse project. That's all I have to say. Wow. He. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's crazy. I With took him to Blumhouse. I took him to Blumhouse to to go pitch that. Wow. That was years ago. Me. Uh, it was me, him, and Jason's number two. The person who built the company with him, so no execs, no middlemen, just yeah. the three of us. Wow, and it didn't go down. Um, it did did, wasn't it, meant to be. Well, it ultimately didn't go down. It wasn't in the cards. So that that was a long time ago. Uh, what about in the realm of music? He said, he said in the past, like. You know, in in a recent interview, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna make another album. Maybe I will. I think he's never gonna stop. I think whether he wants to or not, like that dude is built to be a musician, and that he's always gonna have ideas that come down the pike, and it's gonna like, you know, force him to, you know, want to put out and express something. You know what I mean? Here's the here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem, and I can address this in a general sense. The music industry is dead and has been dead. You cannot make money doing that. Now, hear me out, because there are plenty of people that make their music and stick it up on fucking Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever the fuck, right? If you are used to making X amount of dollars on tour, um, X amount of dollars from your record deal, which, you know, you're making more on tour, but the record company pays for a whole lot of things, including videos. Nobody's paying for music videos anymore. It's why you're not getting any. Um, they're not paying all the little things that come along with it. The production. I mean, that's a big one. There's no, nobody's paying for a producer. Nobody's paying for the mix. Nobody's paying for this, that, and the other. So when you're used to all that, when you're used to having a 30-man road crew, and now you have eight, six, six or four, yeah. what do you do? You know what I mean? You know, Sebastian Bach said this one time. He was talking about when Grunge took over and, and Metal died at that time. He's like, we had a 30-man road crew. Now it's six people and us on a bus. We used to have a plane. What do you do? And this goes, you know, for everybody. I mean, Glenn is used to a certain style, just like me with film, which is why I discount most film today because I think it's bullshit. Same thing. So there's the problem. Yes, it is. There's the problem is that there's no money in music now. You know, Napster and Asshole from fucking Facebook and all those fucking guys, they destroyed it. They destroyed the music industry. Now, was it screwed? Of course it was. <laughs> was it lopsided? Very much so. But you still had stars. You had real music superstars, and you don't have that anymore. 
because it's not just everything's been destroyed from a business standpoint. Also, the landscape's changed. You know, music, how we get music, MTV, everything is gone. So there are a lot of perks to go with it that we don't realize off the bat. So I don't know because there is no music industry as far as he's concerned. Because in the end of the day, it's all about making money. I don't do this for free. I don't do it because I love it. That's why I've never made a movie. I'm not getting the money that I want to make a movie, so I refuse to do it. I will not fucking do it. And I've walked out of plenty of meetings. And I, same thing for him. It's like, yeah, I like making music, but I need to make money first. <laughs> so I'll make music for the movies that I'm making. But, you know, it Get goes a soundtrack I mean, out of it. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, and I don't know, but I think that's what we're going to have to look forward to. Why do you think Rob Zombie said yes to Halloween in the first place? Why? Big budget, studio picture, let's see where it goes, you know? And now, why is he doing also, monster? at the I'm time, sure he wants to. At Go the ahead. time, at the time as well, it's 2006 or 2005 when, like, you know, nothing has stabilized the damage that uh, Napster has done in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Exactly. It's like everything is just, I mean, people don't realize that time for music, like at least now, despite everything that you're saying, and, you know, I might nitpick a couple of things, but, you know, for the most part, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, especially in the realm of what can't be denied is that ultimately it's about what's the standards that one is used to and it's the same thing with John Waters. John Waters, perfect example. John Waters hasn't made a movie since 2004, Dirty Shame. John Waters says, I'm not making another movie unless I can make a movie the way I want to make a movie and we haven't gotten nearly 20 years worth of John Waters movies as a result because they won't give him the money that he wants or needs to make a movie like Fruitcake. Yeah. And no matter how frustrated I might be going, being like, you know what? Come on, man! You made Pink Flamingos for ten grand. You made friggin' what was yeah. that? Multiple maniacs for two let grand. Me stop, let me stop you right there. He made Pink Flamingos for ten grand when in 1972. There you go. 71. No, but my point is, is that like, yeah, it, you, no, but that your your point is correct in the sense that like he's like I, I'm older. I don't want to deal with the stuff that you know. Um, you know, that I did when I was young and hungry. You know, it's not easy to be in a bus touring, you know, rattling around in a van going from Seattle to Florida. You know, there's certain there's certain qualities and standards. And so, yeah, the music industry doesn't sustain that model for unless you're at like a certain level in your career. And it becomes it becomes a matter of, you know, uh, what someone is or is not used to and why bother um, and I find that sort of sad you know in in my in my sort of like ultimate like fanboy like oh what would I want to see done here's what I would want I would want speaking of the soundtrack how about give us a concept album I've never could you imagine Danzig doing like a proper concept album. I mean, Earth AD is sort of a concept album, even though it's not, wasn't made as a concept album, but there's sort of like a concept there, but like an actual concept album. 
Uh, Would you the, say that Black Aria is a concept album? Um, yes, it is. It is. But I mean more like less score, like actual songs. Like at, like when I say actual songs, like like traditional songs with lyrics and melody and vocal and not just symphony no, score I get stuff. You. But again, it comes back to the same thing: is there is no money. In it. No, I know. This is just this is my fanboy fantasy. Let oh, me have it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so in any anyway, way, so he does this. He you know maybe it's about like Faust or something. Faust, you know, like some something like that. Danzigy that or no no. I know what it would be. Danzig. Okay, this is totally my this is my fantasy project. Ready? Danzig does Dante's Inferno. Danzig's Inferno. Yes, it's Danzig's Inferno, and it's about a descent into hell. And you have a song about Virgil, and then you have a song about like all the different levels, and then eventually you get to Lucifer in the lake, the frozen lake, chewing on Judas and whatnot. I mean that tie that ticks all the different boxes, you know, writing about religion, you know, hell. Satan stuff, all these topics that have come up previously in Danzig's work, and then doing a movie to go along with that, where you know you have all this opportunity for you know gore and mayhem and destruction, and it's based on a classical work, which is something Danzig's a very well-read guy. I could just imagine it really sort of being a thing. It's something that I as a Danzig fan would want to see. That's my pick. So yeah. there you go. What about you? What what what's the question? What what, what I just I said. Yeah, just yeah, just like anything. Just like go ahead. Give, give me just the sky's the limit. Whatever it's it's not about what you know about Danzig. It's just about what you would imagine like a vehicle that would just work really well for him and like would be a really great project. And in, and in my concept, it's both a soundtrack and it is there's a film to accompany it but it's like a concept album that gets adapted into a, a movie I would actually like to see him do in some way shape or form um, his version of his life story his music story whatever Whoa. Well, that, by the way, that's the only way it'll get made. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so elaborate. Tell me about it. So what? how does it go? How does it work? He'd have to produce it. He'd write it. Right. He'd, he would do everything but star in it. So. Who would play I, him? I like Scott. You know what? I was, I was hearing you talk about that. Scott Kahn is, well, again, now Scott Kahn is too fucking old. But yeah. Scott Kahn was always my go-to. Mark he's Wahlberg, the right size. He's, he's too tall. I, I just, he's if too, you watch the movie Rockstar... Well, again, I, I own Rockstar. He's too tall and he's too old. Yeah, he's too old now, but I mean, like, well, yeah. at the time. In, like, 2003, Mark Wahlberg, too tall. perfect, like, perfect, like, 90s dancing. Nah, you need, you need someone who's around. Well, in movies, it'd be hard for someone that small. So yeah, like, that, I feel like that doesn't matter because five just... eight. I'm big on that. You know, I love you, Jackman. He gets away with being Wolverine because he's you. Yeah, but you know, um, different. Freaking Bob Hoskins, bro. 
Bob Hoskins. You are, you know what? I seriously, yeah. I'm not even fucking joking. Yeah. Me and my best friend standing outside his house back then. Well, yeah. actually, before then, because this was before the movie was even made. Um, we're talking about that buff out Bob Hoskins or yeah, Dan Hedaya. Bob, Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya. But Bob, yes, this was that That'd was be, a conversation. I, so it's funny that you say that, bro. It was almost a thing, though. There. It's yeah, we're not going to go really? there. But it was almost a thing. Yeah, dude, fucking uh, James Cameron. Was it really Cameron. almost a thing? Or James, no, James okay. Cameron was considering Bob Hoskins. And you know, again, I'm watching. My son is watching Roger Rabbit. And I'm going, I'm just looking at the guy and I'm just going, fuck, like you would totally imagine a stylized, ultra realistic version of Wolverine would be Bob Hoskins with like. It would be um, Sam Keith's version of Bob, of uh, Wolverine. Sam Keith used to draw the maps. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. You know I love that comic. Yes, yes, I do know what you're talking about. That and and real be quick, cool. before, we, before we diverge again, real quick. Uh, 70s, 70s Wolverine, hands down, 70s Wolverine. Who you think I'm going to say? Who you think I'm going to say right now? Come on. Actually, I don't know. I don't know who. Motherfucking Shining Jack Nicholson is oh <laughs> 70s, uh, 70s Wolverine. I watch The Shining, and I see Jack Nicholson, and all I think in my mind is Wolverine, just like constantly. I'm like, dude has... That that friggin' hairline, the eyebrows, the just the grimace on his face, Wolverine, hands down, seventies. Okay. Print that for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's right. yeah. But like in terms of Danzig, so it's like that's what I would want to see in a film. That's what you would want to see in a film. What about like, what about you know? Let's say that he does, he did do an album. What would the album be? No, he's got he's he probably has like tons of stuff that he could release. I don't know if he'd do another album. And I think if he did, I think I'd like to see something that was um You know what? I think the best thing he's done in years, just me, is uh Death Red Sabia. So I mean that was the first album that I like really listened to beginning to end every time I threw it on. Sense. Wow, honestly, Sense too. Two was my favorite album. Um, I'd want to see him do like a stripped down acoustic record. You know, like just acoustic songs, like not necessarily blues song. Yeah, just like him and an acoustic guitar, and maybe like tapping his foot. You know, like very very sparse. You know, minimal production, instrumentation, percussion. The 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 main attraction would be Danzig's voice and an acoustic guitar. I would like to see that. That could shit. be good. That, that would, would be, be good. awesome, dude. That would be awesome. The Legacy Show was great. That was stripped down. I mean, it was still yep. electric um, to an extent, but it was really right. good. Right. So, you know... Um, I, I, I that, that's the stuff that I really want to see. You haven't seen now. You're getting ready. You guys are going to be. There's going to be that. There's the Elvis show is coming up, right? Yeah. Well, there's one. Right. Explain that to me. Or break two. that down for me exactly. Okay. Like, what am I breaking down? 
Like what? It, what exactly is going on? Whether I can or can't. What, whatever um, you can. T- whatever you can divulge. It's just, what, what is well, going on? All I can tell is yeah. that it's it's only the album. Right. It's nothing else. So there's. Um, I don't right. think he's playing trouble. Nothing like that. It's simply the songs in the album, mm-hmm. and in a loungy kind of cool atmosphere. That's why the high ticket price. That's why the tables up front. You know, right. he wants a very specific feel. So I. That's what it's supposed to look like. So it'll be cool. Is he gonna have the Danzig lights behind him? The 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 Elvis Danzig lights? Who knows? No no idea. Who knows? No one knows. It's a mystery. So it's truly no, a mystery. We'll have to wait and see. We he will. doesn't. He does not share stuff even with me until right. It's there. Right. Right. So well, who knows? Maybe it'll like spark. Maybe it'll spark something. Although I will say, there, in that interview, he's very specific in that interview that he did in Rolling Stone, which we picked apart, where he was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be doing another record anytime soon. And he just was just like, I'm not going to do it, you know? And that was it. Just... That's that's what it comes down to, is there's no, there's no money in it. So I don't know what he's going to do, but... You know that's that's the driving force, and you know it's not it's not what it was. You know and that's why Last Ride may be the last video ever. Right, right. Yeah, you said that. Um, you know, and for people who are always like clamoring, like, oh, will there be a Misfits album? Won't there be a Misfits album? At the end of the day, like, it's like. It's a, it takes a certain type of mindset, I would imagine, to go back to that place to try and write new music. It must be very difficult. I look at a band like the Pixies as a great example of that, where you have, like, Black Francis, he's, you know, r- trying to write songs so that they feel like Pixie songs, but because he had a, a whole solo career where he was also doing Black Francis songs... Sometimes the Pixie songs don't sound like Pixie songs. They sound like Black Francis songs. And that would be my biggest fear if Danzig tried to approach that. Would it sound more like a Danzig song and not like a Misfit song? You know? Uh, well, yeah, because what you're having is, and this is how I've always thought about it because if you go back to the um the Pusshead interview yeah right yeah you go ahead and you listen to that mm-hmm. where he says um sam hayne for lack of a better way of putting it is misfits with a new name it's where we have been where we would have been if jerry had practiced more and we continued to progress as a band should right so if you look at it that way if you take that for what it is and i know that's ramblings of a fucking 26 year old or whatever but take it for what it is right so right. you go from misfits to sam haynes still misfits this is where we'd be at this point cut out the rick rubin stuff and jump back into and cut out five jump back into danzig six and it's the misfits yeah you know what i mean this is this is what the band would be in 1998 the natural progression we exactly so that's how i tend to look at it to a certain extent is it's kind of because by that point he's producing everything himself there's there's no other cooks in the kitchen whatsoever so this 
is what the Misfits would sound like now. Right. So what you want is you want to capture something that ended in 1983 now. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it is either, man. It's, I, it's you know, you're talking to someone who's almost 70 years old now. That mindset is gone. Right. So here's what I've said. So here's what I've said in the past. I've always said this. And we know, I've, at least I'm, I've, I've heard in many interviews where Glenn's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, like, I only like take the best songs or whatever. You know, I'm going to take this song right. and take that song and, and leave the rest behind. If he were t- assuming that he still had that material, uh-huh. that he could go back, find those songs, just the way that he found the arrangement of Devil's Angels, go back and find enough material that he felt was of a caliber that would work for today, assuming that he could get to all those places, because he might go, oh, no, none of this is quality stuff. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to bother doing it. But let's say that he was like, oh, you know, this song, I, maybe I second-guess myself. This song's not so bad. Hey, all right, here's the song. You know, here are these songs. I feel like that's the only way it would really, truly work. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 tough. I know I get what you're saying. It's just it's really kind of. I think the moment. Well, here's the thing. It's not that the moments pass. Yeah. Because he'd have to write it. I know this. Right. So if he found the time to write it, he'd write it. But mm, what is it going to be? No matter what it ends up. It's not going to live... Well, eh, Misfits fans are like Michael Jackson fans. It doesn't matter what it is, they're going to love it. But if you sit there from a critical standpoint, if you're a casual fan or just look at it critically, yeah. it's not going to be... It's not going to feel the same. Right. It's not. It probably won't feel like it even goes together. It might feel like post-Glenn Misfits. That's what it would feel. That's a hard, a harder version of Misfits '95, is what I think you'd end up with. If anything, I, man, I see. Here's the thing. I don't. I, I don't know about that. Well, I, I mean, in arrangements and um, in arrangements and also in complexity. You know, that's it. I. What you know? When I think of like like post post Danzig Miss or whatever you just said. What did you say? How did you say it? Post what? Post something Misfits? Misfits 95? No, no, no. Before post that. Post Glenn Misfits? Yeah, post Glenn Misfits, but like, wait, post Glenn Misfits. Oh, that's why you said, okay, never mind. No, I'm thinking of something else. When I when I think of like, when I think of like, you know, here's the thing. Even though like Black Dream is very much like in Sam, like is Sam Hain or all murder, all guts, all fun is Sam Hain, those songs feel like they could be like almost like Misfits Mach 2 when people have like tried to pigeonhole Sam Hain as Misfits Mach 2 I think that's the type of material that they are talking about so even though he's moved past the Misfits going darker going into the you know the the pagan Sam Hain-ness of Halloween and not like the fun trick-or-treat you know suburbia that the Misfits sort of encompassed of Halloween you know, he's moving okay. to that 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 older that older darker you know spiritual stuff, uh, that that black dream and all murder all guts all fun could almost embody that you know 
So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it would it'd be interesting, to say it, the least. That's what, think of it this way. Guns N' Roses has two songs that they've released. Yeah. They're both... What, now, so, after Slash came back? Yeah. And? With Slash Endo. Yeah. Um, they're both Chinese democracy songs. Okay. That have been re-recorded with Weird. Slash Endo. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bad, but there is a disconnect because it, it depends on your mindset. You know what I mean? Because really, the last Guns N' Roses album was Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. <laughs> so right. you're you're still in this like 1991-92 mindset, and you have these two songs because there's been 20 years in between, and a shitty album that, you know, only Axel was involved in. Right. What? So it, there's a there's a major disconnect. Yeah, they're not bad, but they don't feel like classic Guns N' Roses. Which in your head you're looking Axel slash Duff. It's gonna sound a certain way, but you're not getting it. Yeah, and it's gonna take them going back into the studio with new new material. Okay, maybe we're gonna get the feel back, but we don't know until that happens. But it will happen. I don't know. I I think that it like I think it ultimately it's just it's like toothpaste you just can't put back in the tube, man. Like once it's out, it's just it's out. It's out, man. It's just different. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just the way of life. It's just like you know it is. It, it is. You know we are we are a sum of our total experiences. And you know again, if you know, Glenn Danzig in 1991 was reading the Glenn Danzig Rolling Stone interview in uh, 2021 and hearing that he might not be making, you know, a new album anymore. He might be like, what the, like, what, what's going on? Like, why, why would, why would future Glenn Danzig do that? Because I, as past Glenn Danzig, am going to make albums forever. It's never going to stop. But he's also living at the height of, you know, record you know, record industry excess where, you know, you got money from labels to go out and do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, I mean, everything's changed now. So much is different now. You can't do anymore, you know? I mean, there's the lack of record companies and there's the whole... I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's the whole bootlegging issue. There's the oversaturation, oversaturation issue, which, you know, a lot of bands feel it's like, I can't put out material because it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to put out, right? If right. they're doing, if they're like Glenn and they own their own stuff, which there's a few that do. Okay, so now I got to pay for production. Um, Mixing, overdub, you know, the albums have to be, or the songs need to be finished, or whatever it is, whether it's video, whatever it is, it has to go through post. That's money. Yeah. And there's production. That shit is not cheap. I don't care if you're making albums, CDs, whatever. Cassettes. <laughs> it's not cheap. So, am I going to put all that money out? How much am I going to get back? You know? Legacy was put out on Vimeo. Right. How right. many people bought it? 
A few. I bought it. How many people? Yeah, but a lot I of people that bought it for and nine, threw it on. It was nine ninety nine. I I know, but a lot of people <laughs> threw it up on fucking YouTube too and shared it with each other and everywhere right. else. So at the end of the day, X amount of dollars were put out to make that thing right out of you know someone's pocket. Right. So they didn't get that back. That is, and it's a bummer because you know and it's like that is the issue. Glenn is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go no, ahead. I was just please. gonna say it doesn't matter what you think you know, whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. You're not the person who has to make that decision. If it's coming out of my wallet, I have to believe I'm going to, or it's not going to happen. Right. And you ultimately try to, you know, in an effort to maybe try and do it again, like a legacy too. You try to control it. A little bit. You try to prevent, you, the, you know. You do the best you can. Yeah. But and we're in an age that's very difficult to do that. Yeah. You know. Yep. I get it, dude. I get it. And I really. So do. and everybody's different, you know. Like Rob doesn't care. Like come to the show, film it to your heart's content, and annoys him because he wants you to just have a good time and just right. rock out with him. Um, right. But he's just like, I mean, it's okay, but what? <laughs> you know? Um, you know, some people just, you, you pick and choose your battles. Some people refuse to budge on that stand. Some people just like, look, what are you going to do about it? I don't care. I'm not going to sit there and let it stress me out. Um, it's just, you know, everybody has a different stance on it. And I think it goes back to who you are, how old you are, what, you know, when you right. grow up, just, there's, you know, if you, if you're someone in your early thirties now, you've, you're just used to it. It's been a part of your, your adult life, your performing life this whole time, you know, where if you're someone from like the seventies, uh, not cool with it. And then also, um, I think it depends on your station in life. I mean, there's a lot of factors. There are financial factors. There are personal factors. There are expectation factors. Right. I mean, you know, so everybody feels differently about it. I'll tell you, I was at... <laughs> I was at uh, Riot Fest, Chicago mm -hmm. Riot Fest. That was the first show I saw. I know you were at that show, too. I was in the pit, and they're about to start playing We Are 138. And this girl, she takes out, I shit you not, Chris, she takes out a fucking iPad. She takes out a fucking iPad and holds it up to fucking record. We are 138. She's blocking my fucking view with this iPad. And I whisper in the, I, I go, I go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me right now. And you know that yeah, sorry, go ahead. You let it go? No, no. What I did was, okay. what I did was, I sort of jumped over her. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what happened to her iPad because when they started playing We Are 138, shit went off. Shit went crazy. It was a, th it was a demon sweat thrall. You know, I, you know, I'll never forget this. Right before the show was going to start, and everybody was pushing up against each other, like it, the kinetic energy was insane. People were getting into fights, 
you you could literally feel like a static charge over a wave of 84,000 people. I never get tired of talking about the show because it just really, it's seared in my mind, my imagination. You feel this wave of energy, and I never forget, I turned, and maybe this was, I don't know, maybe this was not right of me to say, but I was genuinely concerned for, this girl was with her boyfriend, and she was very small, and like short, and I was genuinely concerned for her safety because I had, I could feel it. I could feel the people around me. I could feel it was about to pop off as soon as death comes ripping was going to come down. And I was like, you should not be here. I was like, please, please take care. Like, be like, like, be safe, please. Like I said something like that, which was probably stupid and not the right thing to say. But I like genuinely like thought and, and I was right. I was right the moment that that happened. It was complete chaos. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was absolute insanity. It was an endurance trial of trying to keep, you know, your semblance of, like, togetherness because everybody is just losing their mind hearing these songs live. It's crazy. I would have, if I would have spent in the crowd for that little iPad thing, you know that stupid video of that fucking app? The dude standing with his beer, the little fucking clip that was running on Instagram and shit. The guy standing there with his beer in the pit on the edge of the pit. That dude runs in front of him and just fucking flailing his arms and knocks the beer all over that dude's face and everything. This is that a Misfits show or this one? No, was... no, no. This is just a clip right on Instagram. It's some punk show. Send it, send it to me. I've never seen I, that. I gotta find it. But it's, find it. It's... I want to see it. <laughs> oh, no one it? Actually, Dougie. So yeah, I can't find all right. it. Alright. Find um, it for me. I want to see that. But that's what I would have did with that shit. Yeah, I mean, Just like... Get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to see something I may never see again. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I, like... I, uh... <laughs> that is my general attitude with this stuff. Like, you know, in the past or in general, I have allowed myself when the band is talking. And I'm not just talking about the message. I'm talking about, like, any band. Like, I will whip out my phone and take a shot or two, like, in burst mode, just so I can get a, a picture for Instagram. And then my phone stays in my pocket because I want to experience that shit with my eyeballs. I want to, I want to have a memory of the show. I don't want to have a memory of watching a watching screen. Watching it through your screen. Oh my yeah. god! I just think it's terrible. It's just so terrible. And so I, every show that I go to, I really try and embody that. And if it's like a band where like maybe like I don't know all of their songs or something and I really like the band, like, I'll wait for a song that I don't really, like, mind or care about as much, and I'll, like, take Oof. a couple of photos or video or whatever, and then and then I'm like, okay, now it's time to, you know, enjoy whatever it is. But with a band like The Misfits, where you know every song is a win-win situation, your phone should stay in your pocket the whole time because you should just be enjoying the show. Forget about whether, forget about the morality of whatever. It's like, just enjoy the show. Like, just be in the moment and enjoy it for what it is. No, I agree. It's just, it's, it is what it is. But, yeah. um, you know, then there, there's everything that comes along with that too. I mean, that's why we have the whole YouTube situation, YouTube, Facebook, right. um, where daily motion would have you. Endless, you know. endless, endless things. It's, it's like no. whack-a-mole, right? It, <laughs> that's what kills me when people get, Every now and again, you'll get somebody who writes, they write an email in, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, how come you took, how come you singled me out and you pulled my videos down and shut down my channel, blah, blah, blah. First of yeah. all, 
It's not personal. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't. Second of all, there are, like, what? I don't know, off the top of my head, 10,000 plus videos on, like, YouTube. Oh, my God. I There is no rhyme or reason. You know, you came up first. <laughs> right. You know, so it's not like I'm picking and choosing or there's any kind of a plan. <laughs> it's like, you know... I'm going to go for 15 minutes, and as many as I get done in 15 minutes, that's what I get done. Then I move on with my day. Right. I don't spend a lot of time with it. But that's, it is what it is. And some people want to, you know, lose their mind. Yeah, you get You're signaling me out. How come you let that person get away with it? I don't know who that person is, but thanks, because I'll look them up tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is, you know? It's it's gotten crazy though. It does get crazy, you know. I've had death threats and all kinds of crazy shit. You've had death threats? I had death threats. Oh it's not like I took God. them seriously, but there were death threats. I mean, that's and it's well because again, you get that whole thing of people think they own it. It's like it's right. not yours. It's not mine. You know. But death threats. There were there were death threats before the Irvine and Black stuff, the festival. But how does the that two like, day make festival. You feel like? I mean, I would just be like, it was, it's like you're just doing a job at the end of the we, day. We didn't take it seriously, but we were ready because I was going to be hanging out at the booth. Yeah. So I was right there on the floor, right. with the crowd, slightly you know, vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable in the sense that you're like there. Yeah. Right? So you know. So Russ is ready, Dougie, Big Dave was with us at the time, so yeah. everybody was ready. But it's you know, you you it's the whole keyboard tough guy thing, you know what I mean. Yeah. If people baggage. show up, you know, every now and again somebody'll throw a cross side look and that was pretty much the extent of it. Well, I'm glad that was the extent of it. We had a guy in yeah. here who was saying just absolutely abysmal trash in the comments and I found Wait, that. on this show? On this show, yes. Uh, it's happened a couple of times. And what... Wait, about me? No, Is not he... about you. No, no, no. Oh, about okay. me. No, they have a hard-on for me. I'm just saying I can... Why? Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, you know what's funny, too? I'm like the most neutral guy, unless it's like about Michael Graves or some bullshit, or about Dr. <laughs> Chud. Like, I'm, a, I'm pretty fucking neutral. I get along with everybody. I really don't generally have issues... You know, uh, but sometimes, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe I just, because I'm, you know, I'm a loud mouthpiece who just constantly, they, you know, getting harassed in the comments, you know, slurs, all sorts of junk. And then one day I found out the name of the person. His name's Logan. And I was like, hi, Logan. And he was not expecting me to say his name. And then, you know what's funny? I said his name. It never happened again. It has never happened well, I mean, it still could happen, but it hasn't happened since. Because like, oh Logan, yeah, Logan was not happy that his name was said on the internet when he was saying like like nasty sort of slurs, if you know what I mean, and nasty things in the in the chat. You know, people do things under the the anonymity of the internet. People are like that, even in like you know, you get you get like elitist gatekeepers in 
in like stuff like misfit communities too, where it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just for, for so many reasons, you know, these guys are nerds. Everybody's a nerd and they're just like, act like, <laughs> well, it happens. It happens in every community. You have the guys who are like, try to be the gatekeepers, you know, mm-hmm. you know, these are my, my best friends and you don't know is, and usually I found, especially going around the horror community, and mm-hmm. these guys are not they know them and it pretty much it ends there they don't hang out they're not buddies <laughs> so you know I mean I can sit there with my phone and go you know hold it up and oh look it's me and the crew getting ready to take off to the next convention speaking of conventions that's <laughs> you dude, know that's what I mean rife. that's rife in the, I've seen that in the, the Night of the Living Dead it, it happens it happens yeah. all the time Big and you're time. Just because I'm, let's see, how could I put it? How could you? Just because <laughs> I'm at a show, yeah. Let's just because I'm at a concert and Charlie Theron is there, yeah. does not mean we're there together, right? You know what I mean? Yes. Let's. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put that out there, and I'm gonna leave it. Oh, I don't know what I, folks. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's talking about something. He's putting it out there, and he's leaving it out you, there. Yeah, it. but you, you fucking people make their own connections. Okay, you figure it the fuck out. Um, but oh. yeah, you see that, dude. You see that in the Georgia Merrill like group. Like they're like you got guys who like were not around when Night of the Living Dead was being made, but they like feel some sort of like urgency to like gatekeep, like like be like. Like you know, speaking for people. I don't know. It's just so. It's just it, so. It lame. happens all the time. It happens Ugh. a lot in the film community too. You'll have like, I'm thinking of doing a project. I want to talk to so and so, somebody that we all know, right? Like, let's say some indie. Let's see, who could I use as an example? AJ Bowen does a lot of indie work. Yeah, he does, does some higher work. So you know who he is, right? I know who he is. Everybody but for our knows- audience. The, our audience um, might not know. Give me some some movies. He did. Uh, you're next. Was, you're next. He was in. What was the one before you're next? The the, the micro budget one um, from 2010. I don't so, know. There's House of the Devil. He's in. Yeah, he's in House um, of the Devil. Ti West. All those guys. That was like a whole crew. Yeah. Um. He's. But you know, since he signal, works a lot, he's in the signal. Sig- oh, signal. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So. So since he works a lot and he's done some higher budget stuff. Everybody feels that they own him. Right. It's like, hey, I want to talk to AJ. You know, we've been drinking together several times, this and that. We know each other. I don't have his phone number. Hey, uh, hit up AJ for me, would you? Oh, I don't know if I could do that. It's AJ Bowen. It's not Brad Pitt. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And so you see that a lot. You have that happen a lot. Especially in LA. Exactly. So, you know, why do you think I left? <laughs> Tired of everybody's bullshit. It's like, don't try and gatekeep me against people I have relationships with. <laughs> and they're not that special. Let so. me let me go to some of these comments because I feel really hmm. bad for everybody. I know we've been ignoring them. Go, 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 go. Who is, who is in the comments um, because, again, whatever. I could try. Let me see if I could do it now. Uh, let's see what happens when I do this. Let's see what happens when I do this. If we can access the comments now. Let's see. Let's see. Jeff's addiction, Jane's addiction suffered that disconnect. I agree. 
But they also lost the key component. You know, when they lost to Eric A, you lost a piece of the puzzle. Are you you're on the show? Okay, I think we're good. Hey, yeah. how okay. about that? Let, let me see. Let me try here. So Chris says, does this pop up? Yes, it does. I wish Misfits would record one new song at least. You can see that? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, great. So we can see the comments. So that was from Chris. Guys, all right, we're going to go through comments now because we have it. If the fans wanted enough appetite for ATX, says if the fans wanted enough, only then release an album. Walter White, greetings from New Jersey. Welcome, Walter. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Appetite. Jody. Oh, man, is that as far as it goes? Oh, we got Jorge. We got Yup334 says, I think Glenn could write more Misfits material, but I can't see Doyle or Jerry playing uh, playing like they used to. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, this is true. Are you a fan of X? Yeah. I love X, and I have to agree with you up here. The Alphabet Land album from X was phenomenal. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. I have. I agree. I agree. It was I mean, best. like, they never missed a beat. Like, they just totally came back, you know? So I agree. Um, what about, first of all, did you listen to, are you a New York Dolls guy? Um, I am, but I haven't listened to them in a long time. What do you think, what did you think of, if you listened to it, what did you think of that album that they put out in 2006 when they came back? It will... I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it at all. I think it's really fucking good. It doesn't have Johnny Thunders, it doesn't have Arthur Killer Kane, it doesn't have Jerry Nolan... But they still, I felt personally that even with only um, Sylvain Sylvain and David Johansson, that they still captured the essence and the magic of the New York Dolls. And I thought it was a really solid release. And frankly, the two follow-ups were, weren't bad either. Uh, so it, it is can possible. Happen. It can yeah. happen. It's just, again, it comes down to two things. It comes down to one, the members in the band, and are they trying to capture that same sound? Right. Are a similar sound only progress? Are they just trying to do something different? And then two, how it's going to be received? Because, and I hate to say this because I really don't believe in it, but yeah. perception is to a certain extent reality. Yeah. So how are the fans perceiving it? Are they right. taking it in? Or are they like, Argh. right? You. That's a huge. That is a huge element. Uh, Dudley Dawson says an acoustic dancing is something I've always wanted. And Amy, uh oh, we lost Amy's comment. Amy says that would be, that'll be so sick. Acoustic set of how the gods kill unplugged. But I mean, of like new. Here's the thing. Yes, that would be cool. I want new material that is specifically like vehicle, vehicled. If that's a word, if I could use that as a verb, I want it vehicled towards acoustic music. I want it to I, I don't want How the Gods Kill, I want that on full electric band. I, I don't want, like, I, I, I would, it would be cool to see an acoustic thing of it, but like, give me an acoustic record with songs that are meant to be acoustic, or acoustify really well. New songs. I want new Danzig songs that are, you know, maybe he writes like a Delta Blues inspired thing about the devil, you know, Robert Johnson, the devil, something. I could see him 
go in that direction too, you know, just something like that. So, um, we got, what if you, what if you don't publish and only perform your music live? Lucrative question mark. I, I think, well, one, no one's ever done it, but, um, no, (laughs) because you're not going to get paid any more based on your set list. Um, um, so no. Okay. Someone uh Kaiju says film the Danzig Sings Elvis for Blu-ray release, re-release the Sam Hain catalog finally, keep making his own films and soundtrack songs, and a photo book with his Oh dude, a photo book with his photos would be killer. That would be killer. That, that's what goes that what goes back to the same thing is Yeah. You know, there's no money in it. Or he doesn't believe there's money in it. So it's not going to happen. There's no deal in place. That would be tens of thousands of dollars. Just, you know, on the catalog alone. That's why it hasn't happened yet. No one cares. Outside of the fans, no one cares. No one's going to pay for it. So, again, no money in it. Okay, how about this? Ready? All right, I'm pitching another... I'm pitching another dancing project... I'm pitching another Danzig project to Danzig, even though he's not listening. <laughs> Glenn, I want you to do like one of those duets things. He started doing it with with uh, Cherry. You know, go and do d- either Danzig songs as duets with like other musicians. You can get Jerry Cantrell on there or whatever, or like original songs, or maybe like. You know, something like like Elvis covers, but maybe it's not Elvis covers. Maybe, maybe it's not Skeletons covers either. Just something else, and then you do duets with other interesting people, and you know, contrast. And like, then who would be, who would those duets be with? That would be pretty interesting, like a duets album, <laughs> dancing duets. <laughs> that could be. That's funny. Holy crap, the DD. It, 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 it rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got here. Uh, Doyle and only never... What is this? Doyle and only never sounded better, though, compared to how they played in the 80s. Don't understand what that means. Rebel Punk says, I'm down for a new Misfits EP or live album. I think, if anything, and again, I'm saying this with a completely speculative... Because I don't know anything, truthfully. I would want a... I could imagine an Evil Live 3 happening. Because so many of these shows sounded so freaking great. And I can't imagine that soundboard recordings don't exist. I'm sure that the band has captured something for posterity. For some sort... Just to see if there's something... Some sort of lightning they could fit in a bottle. And that we would get a proper, like, Evil Live Returns or something like that. You know, the return of Evil Live. And it's just like really good stadium like imagine Madison Square Garden if they had recorded that although I was at that show so I feel like I still got to experience it so it would be good but for anybody who that wasn't was the, there that was a good so show phenomenal. Good they show. sounded the best that was the best they ever sounded it, it, in what I saw from what I saw best they ever sounded just no I agree I, that was they were I told you about this that was the only time I felt that they were on stage together like right. for real together. Right. Yes. With that show. Right. Although, I mean, 
I don't know. You you definitely I from from the pit. I definitely felt it. I felt it too in at Riot Fest Chicago, but I really felt it at Madison Square Garden. It's just like the ultimate show. It's just the icing on the cake. Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think that Denver and Chicago were, oh my God, we're really doing this. Right. And then you get into the routine of, okay. Right. You know, <laughs> it's a show. It's a show. It's a show. I haven't killed you yet. It's a show. Right. <laughs> you have the Jersey show, which was, and eh, it was the homecoming kind. Well, it was the homecoming. It felt That was good, not the homecoming but, show. I disagree. That's what they say. I know that's what they say, but Madison Square Garden is the whole. Well, that show. was that was the dream show. Yes, but they're that, a New to, York to, band. To play, yeah. Well, again, depending on who you ask. I know, and everybody from New Jersey is always like, "Oh no, they're a New Jersey band." I'm like, no way, dude. The Misfits—they cut their teeth in New York City. They started in New York City. They were on. They were contemporaries of the of the New York punk scene from '78 to '79. I mean, and continue to play. I mean, they stopped really now playing. You have to re, now you have to rename your show. Why? Because right now it's they came from Blue Eye. Yeah, but just that's just because with you. no, I'm but that no, but that's different. That's just like they came from Blue Eye. Just means that they they came from Blue Eye. It's like those old monster movies. They came from Blue Like. You're in New York City going to see the band live. It's like, oh my God, who's who are these guys? They came from Lodi, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like they they may not have they may not have come from New York City, but they were a totally a New York City band, in my opinion. And there, that's why there. Madison Square Garden to me. Well, is, that was it. Was the show? It was that was the show. The show. That was. It was something else and I don't think it'll ever be that good again I, I really I don't. don't either I don't either I, I think they'll put on plenty of good shows I'm sure what's coming up the Aftershocks is coming up right so, tomorrow Saturday is yeah that, are you, are you going to be there you going to that no. show no, no. I'm not um, for that. that where is where is Aftershocks um Sacramento I think Weren't they going to do a Mexico show? But is that was that canceled? Did that come back, or was that like out of the picture? It's not on the docket right now. I don't Damn. believe. I think the only thing on the docket is uh, Riot Fest next year. Right. Were there? Okay. Here's the question, Chris. Which I am going to go to. That's awesome. Okay. Question, Chris. Yes. Do you think they're doing Walk Among Us, right? Which is like a classic Riot Fest thing to do. Not only are we going to get the band to reunite. But we're going to have the band do some classic album front to back, which I think is such a wonderful sort of like attraction, like pull, like thing. Like, I really like that a lot. Um, but like, do, so the Misfits play Walk Among Us. Do they then play other songs from their set or because they're like probably going to go on for an hour? Do they just play Walk Among Us three times in a row? <laughs> we'll just do probably just do Walk Among Us and that'll be it. Ah, uh, I, I want to hear Walk Among Us three times in a row. That would be great. Just I like... want to hear stuff that I haven't heard. Because here's the yeah. thing, is I've been to almost every show. Right. I want to hear shit that I want to hear. So you, you know, really I don't want to say that Madison Square Garden was the best show. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. No, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I want to hear the shit that I want to hear. I want to hear Ghoul's Night Out. I want to hear Horror Hotel. I want to yeah. hear Nike Go-Go. 
I'm tired yeah. of the other stuff. I don't, I just don't care. I've heard it a million times. Right. <laughs> and, but, you know, is it going to happen? No. <laughs> but. You can always hope. You can always wish. I can sit there and hope and wish a lot of things. I can hope and wish they win the lottery. It's not going to happen. Or, you know, more, most likely. So I try not to hope and wish for too many things that I know are not going to happen. Spinal remains. Yes. That would be great. That would be a great one. Yes. Dude. Fuck yeah. Okay. Ringmaster. I la- here's, here's an interesting ringmaster says. No new music from the Misfits other than live shows. Definitely need another box set with unreleased songs. I think any new music would harm the legacy. I don't think you're that's wrong an there. That's an interesting way of putting it. That's a good point. It's a great point. It is what it is. The catalog is complete now. Like it's, just, yeah. it's done. The Misfits is the Misfits. That's it. I don't think there's any unreleased music out there. I think everything's done. You know, anything that's been recorded that, one, has survived. Remember that shit was recorded on tape, right? In in the seventies, so you know that shit's gone. If there's if there was anything, you know, most right. likely. So you know right. there are no secret recordings out there. I would seriously doubt that. Um, and that goes for any band, you know. It's fun when it does turn up, though. When it does oh, pop yeah. up, it's well, crazy. Yeah, it goes back to that same thing. You know, you wish everybody was fucking Prince with a whole vault filled with unreleased music that, you know, you know that probably for the next 40 years, every now and again, you'll get some tunes out of just That's because. awesome. I, I, listen, I don't, I, I can't, I honestly can't speak to it, but I, knowing that, knowing that there were so many songs that were never officially recorded, by the band I like I just can't imagine that there are not that somewhere out there there are not alternate versions of said songs I like for instance there is a third song that was recorded during the cough cool session uh, as to what that song was it sort of remains a mystery some say it's well, harpies in the night some say it it's lost to time it's lo- it could have been released later too um, it the tape is gone. the The tape is doesn't exist anymore. That's why they when they did that box set, they had to use Erie Vaughn's seven inch of Cough Cool She because they don't have the tape. The tape doesn't uh, the master tape is gone. So whatever the song was, it's whoever whoever is in possession of it or you know wherever it was misplaced, it lives there if the tape still exists. And if not, then it is indeed lost to time. And that's just the way, you know, it's an interesting kind of notion about songs in general because it's like, it speaks to the creative process. I'm about to get a little trippy. Do you mind? Can I get a little trippy? Go for it. All right. So, so, like, okay. So, like, you know, when you think about, like, these notions of con. Okay, guys, this is about to sound like I'm on acid or LSD, but we all know that I'm sober. I don't take drugs. I am drugs, just like what Salvador Dali said. I don't take drugs. I am drugs. Freaking, like, you have to think, like, people bring songs to life, right? Like, Glenn, the Beatles, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, whoever. They, you, they write this certain combination of notes with a certain amount of dynamic range, you know, because part of what makes music music, it's not just the loud notes, 
It's the pauses. It's the spaces. That's what creates the rhythm. That's what creates this. That that's what creates that. That this stuff, like, through a person, comes into existence. But like, do these things exist outside of that person? Like, are they just like like floating in the air somewhere? And then like, it takes the right kind of person vibrating at the right kind of frequency to sort of decipher it in their brain and basically like when you play like if you think about it like this like what if like the song always existed but when the musician's playing it it's like there it's like an incantation it's like they're summoning it into reality into a plane where other people can all hear it at the same exact time did anything i just say make any sense or do i sound like a crazy man well you always sound like a crazy man but I get what you're saying. Okay. I get what you're saying. I feel I feel like you think I'm crazy. I'm really not well, crazy. I do think you're crazy. <laughs> I just, you know, it's uh, it's that kind of thing. Yes, yes. I there are many a long time ago stuff was played that included alternate takes. As to whether it exists today, I don't know, but. This was going back to the Caroline days, you know, because Caroline had the tapes and that there are, you know, various different versions of songs. As to whether any of it exists anymore, who knows, honestly. Tape, tape deteriorates and, you know. It does. It does. So. Truly. Um, but as far as this, I can say, because we haven't talked about this yet, which is the core. Yeah. Um, as far as the future of Danzig, I have never seen him more comfortable in an interview situation than he was on the core. Why? Because he was talking movies. He got to talk about something he never gets to talk about. Right. Oh my god, the core. I totally forgot about that. That was a great friggin' that was like the best episode. Of the core, and you were involved with that episode. Am I correct? Yeah, um, I tell me about that. that. Tell me, oh, you produced it. Okay, so tell me about that. Go ahead. Um, they have been hitting me up for a while wanting to get Glenn on the show. Um, Wow, hitting you know, going through every channel, and he kept saying no, so then they started hitting me up. Um, because you know, me and Ryan that whole relationship, so well, right? So, um it seemed like a good idea. Gabe Roth was the uh, main producer on the show, who's Eli Roth's brother. Um, he was friends with uh, Crazy Craig. They're casual friends. They'd see each right. other at a neighbor's birthday party. So um, it's like, okay, well, Craig says he's cool. What do you think? What do you think about these guys? Do I want to do this? I'm like, well, let me talk to him. Let's let's see what's up. And of course, they wanted to go the music soundtrack angle because you know well you're a musician let's talk about music and i'm like he's he's not going to do it they're like why not he's not going to want to talk about music you know here's what i think and i threw down you know the euro horror angle that's something he'll want to talk about if you do that i can get him on the show right i'm i can almost guarantee and they're like, okay, so, you know, what do you think? I sent over a whole structure, and they okayed it, and then I called Glenn, we sat down, I'm like, okay, look, this is what we want to do. And he's like, 
all right. And he told them that I'm only here because of Chris. So what do you got? And they just started rolling through, rolling through. And he, he said yes to a bunch of stuff. He said no to some things. And um, we sat down and we did it. Like, I don't know, about a month after that, two weeks after that. Sat there, recorded in one day, brought in the sets, you know, Mickey Keating. Um, it was a good show. It was a good show. And that whole opening that we did ended up as the opening for Veronica. I got to tell you, I've never I – it is true. You, you, you bring up a very good point. I have never seen Glenn Danzig like that on – in any kind of interview, he was so you know in his element, talking about something that he knew a lot about. You know what I mean? And so it's like he just—he's just one of those guys. I feel like if you walked up to and I, Chris knows Glenn Danzig. I don't know Glenn Danzig when I say this. I'm just saying I feel like if I walked up to Glenn Danzig randomly on the street and I was like, hey, like, and he was in like a good mood or something, I was like, hey, like, can you recommend some good horror films that? He would just, like, give me a list of stuff that he would just want anybody to see because he's into that sort of shit. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. You can see that happening? Okay. So I'm not too far off. Interesting. Interesting. No, he he sends me random boxes of movies sometimes. Wow. (laughs) A lot of stuff the stuff I already have. Um, Sometimes I don't. Like, he sent me Ganja and Hess, which is a... It was I know a Hess. Yeah, he sent me that. It was just like, all right. And then I'm talking on the phone. He's like, "Did you watch it yet?" He started. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta watch. <laughs> For those who don't realize, so Ganja and Hess. <laughs> Ganja and Hess is. Uh, it's a film. It came out in 1978. It stars Dwayne Jones. Dwayne For those Jones. of you who don't know who Dwayne Jones is, he is the star. Of Night of the Living Candyman? Dead, he plays oh, Ben. The other one. Yeah, no, he plays. Wait, which? Wait, what? <laughs> I said Candyman. Candyman. Come I mean, on now. come on. <laughs> don't say it a stay third time. Stay with me. Stay, stay, stay with me. Hey, don't say it a third time. You better get that joke. I'm gonna. I I don't think push I. Push in for shit. You didn't no, get it. I didn't get Dwayne the joke. Jones, Night of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead ninety, Tony Todd. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Yes, yes. Obviously I knew that. You wanna know you wanna know something? When when I know that you know something and I don't and you're asking me for the answer, I say no. I say you give me the answer because I know you know this and I have faith in you, and then you always get the answer because I know that you know it. You have to have the same faith in me. However, this is one situation where I didn't I totally did not pick up what you're putting down with that joke. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Um Yeah, but but yeah, so Dwayne Jones is in this film those are like the only two horror films he starred in. Uh ten years apart. Night of the Living Dead and Ganjan Hess. I don't really care for Ganjan Hess. It did not I I'm not it just didn't work for me. I didn't like I don't know, I it was and it was not very it, it was hard movie for me to sort of plug into, click into, if I'm being honest. But Night of the Living Dead's one of my favorite films of all time. So there's that. You know? I gotta um, watch it. I think I have to watch it this weekend. Because I keep I keep uh avoiding the conversation. It's like, oh uh, Glenn, I gotta go change the light bulb in my refrigerator. I'll be right back. Um here, Ballad of the Broken says, if what's Danzig, up, what's up, Ballad? If if Danzig is going to continue with films, I don't want the Misfits B movie template to be followed. 
I want to see Danzig make a film that manages to capture the dark aesthetic of Sam Hain. Boom! I love it. Yes. That would be yes. That would be there. interesting. I like that. I, I think I think Ballad is catching up on our conversation, and he's back. He's he's back a little ways because he does that sometimes. I will, while I was sitting there going, well, where is he at? Yeah, he, you know, he's going to key in. He'll probably key in again about something that we were talking about previously. So you just have to you have to go into the Rolodex and remember what we were discussing. Um, try and figure that out. Let's see if some other comments here. Yeah, so Jason Tankerly agreed with me. He says, it doesn't sound crazy to me. He's talking about uh, what I was saying about, like, summoning songs like incantations, which makes me oh, okay. wonder. So, like then where do all these songs live? Like, they live in this place, and then they get plucked down. That's what the Greeks believed in. They believed in muses that inspire you and, like, sort of give you that creative energy. Um, Chris says, I love that period between the Samhain transition into Danzig was always my base for 138 sound. Uh, Chris is in a, a tribute band called 138. Go follow them on Facebook. Uh, we got Rue Morgue in the house. Rue Morgue wants to see a live-action Satanica. I know there was an anime version of Satanica that Glenn... Did Glenn direct that, or what was that thing? I'm, I'm not... I don't no, know. that was... Um, fucking Madhouse did the animation. Um, it, it just... It was, what it was what it was. I mean, he worked with them. Like, this is what I want. More or right. less, they did that on their own. And just like anything else, nothing came of it. Yeah. You know, what we got was an animation test, and that was it. Um, and what was Grub Girl exactly? I remember there, there was all, all this when he was talking about doing Gay Rouge. There was he was directing something called Grub Girl, but I never I've never he seen. He didn't it. direct. He didn't direct Grub Girl. Oh, he did not. Okay. No, Corey um, Craven. It's a porn. What? This is it's a porn. This is what Craven was. Still knee knee deep in porn. Wait, um, what? Wait, Grub Girl's a, a porn? It's a, it's a porno. <laughs> no, I do not own this. I did not know that. <laughs> Holy shit! For real? Oh yeah, I'm not. Oh my you. god! I'll fucking send it to you. <laughs> wow. He yeah. wrote it. He wrote that. Who? Glenn. No, it's completely it's completely Craven. Okay. But it's an adaptation two, of a comic, right? Yeah, there okay, are two gotcha. adaptions previously of Barotic gotcha. movies. There is Grub Girl, which is a porn, right. and there is Headless. Headless is seriously hard to find. It is a feature-length real film. Wow. Um, both of those were done, you know, years and years ago. Uh-huh. Long before Veronica. So for all you super fucking Veronic fans <laughs> out there, there are three Veronic movies out there, not just one. Wow. Box set trilogy. There you go. Yeah, Headless was actually from the final issue of Veronica. Okay. Uh, let's um, play. It was, a, it was a short story. Well, they're let's all short Let's play a so. game. There you let's go. Let's play a game. Chris, what are, we're going what are we to play a game. <coughs> oh no, here's my game. Let Jody me... says I have to be on the show. Um where is he? <laughs> what is why? For I what don't know, it's in the comments Jody. because I'm awesome. 
You know what, Jody? And this is the truth, guys, for anybody who's watching. By the way, if you are watching, can you subscribe to the channel? Please subscribe, like, leave a comment. Go follow Chris on uh, Instagram. Go follow the Sinful Celluloid Podcast IG and go follow Chris, who's at Sinful Celluloid I did on post IG. On, on the podcast one, I did post pictures from the core. Um, oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah, so there's a bunch of pictures on Thank there for the core. For doing that. Uh, and yeah, and you know, go follow, and you know, Chris does a lot of uh, movie recommendations. He's always posting content that I like to see in my Instagram feed because I'm, you know, we both like horror movies. Um, so there is that. What I was going to say about Jody wanting to be on the show or anything, I have been wanting, and we used to do this sometimes on the show. I used to have, like, throw the link out there, and then people would come on for, like, five minutes, say a couple of things, like, post, uh, po pitch, like, a topic to discuss or something, and, you know, that sort of thing. And I've been, I want, been wanting to do, like, a call-in episode like that for so long, and just, like, every week I'm like, nah, nah, it's not the right week to do it, but I'm not going to do it. But maybe the next time there's a, we, do, we do a fiend mail, instead of fiend mail, we'll do... A call an episode. We'll see some of your. As this is a Yiddish word, for those of you who are not Jewish or do not know Yiddish, we want to see your punums, which means your face. So maybe we could see some punums out there. Uh, uh, and yeah, yeah, well, it'd be a nice, nice little episode. So Jody, keep your eyes peeled for that, and it's a perfect opportunity for anybody to click on the link, come on, say a couple of things, and you know we'll boot you, and then the next person comes on. Same, same sort oh. of deal. You know? Jody wants Jody wants me on the show more, but now I want Jody on the show. Where I don't I don't see any of these comments. Scroll up. Oh, I'm and Ballad has Ballad had to hit with a hard question. Is that is that where we're at, Ballad? Is that I can't see any. Of the, hold on. All right, let me find. Ballad, Ballad put me on the spot. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. I can't see any of the stuff. Okay, I agree. I kind of love Sam Hain. Hold on. I'm I'm going through it. People okay. are these comments are flying fast, like like. No, I'm gonna answer. Pies. I'm gonna answer Ballad's. Uh, okay, I, I don't see where it is, but go ahead. Um, because he came in late. Um, thoughts on Eli Roth as a person and as a director. Um, Eli as a person's pretty cool, very knowledgeable. I um, haven't spent a whole lot of time with him, so I don't know him very well. Um, knows brother a hell of a lot better. Um, as a director, I think he's good. I think he's really good, actually. When he has the right material that he really loves, obviously he's better. Um, that's really, it's all I can say about that. You know, there are people that have the talent, and there are people who I think are not very talented at all <laughs> and skate by on just being the flavor of the moment. You know, Jordan <clears throat> Peele. Um, oh, oh, shots. Fired. Shots fired. What? What? I save, love his save films. it for tomorrow. A lot of people do. What? Oh my god, you, you are for tomorrow. You are breaking my heart right now. Alright, we gotta talk about that tomorrow. After we have our discussion, guys, join us tomorrow. We are going we're doing the fourth episode of Sinful Celluloid Podcast. We're gonna be talking uh horror on TV. And I guess, you know, it was kind of like very subjective. I think we're going to be talking about horror hosts and stuff, but we'll also talk well, about TV I stuff wanna, too, we right? We should probably talk to horror TV shows. We should probably save horror hosts. I mean, obviously we're going to 
we'll we'll cover that a little bit simply. Why can't this be general? TV why can't shows? we keep it? Why can't we keep it like very general, and then we can go in about specific shows? You know what I mean? We can like, do that. We can do that. Right? I like, just, it's just I say that because horror host is a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. True. That's very loaded. Well, know, listen. That's your that's your topic. So you lead the I, I show. Okay. How you want to say, do it. Every you state tell me. had its own, you know what I mean? Yes. Or most of the states, so it gets thick. You know, not everybody yeah. had Elvira. Only we had Elvira on fucking Channel 9 in LA. Uh, now I found now I found the question from, from Ballad of the Broken, he said. Okay, about yeah. Eli Roth, although I didn't hit it because they pop, they pop up and leave so quickly. Um... Oh, here we go. I'm introverted and was saying Chris needs to be, but I guess I'm high demand. So Chris has actually been on the show. Chris was on the show. He was a Chris was the guy who, who he he sort of like had this interesting memory about there almost being a London Dungeon music video, which blew my mind and captured my imagination. There was going to be a, a Skulls music video, there was a Night of Living Dead music video, and there's going to be a uh, London Dungeon video. But the only thing that ever came out was Brain Eaters. Could you imagine? Of all of all of them, right? Of all of them, too. It just... <laughs> it really... Because you know what? It's just a very misfits thing to happen, I think. Like, I just feel like that's like... That just fits with, like, just the way that band, like, sort of, like, unraveled, like, you know, like, sort of, like, how everything went, you know? It makes sense to me that, that it would be Brain Eaters. But it's a great video. We all love it. It, it. it captures our imagination as to what a Skulls video might have been or Night of Living Dead or a uh, you know, London Dungeon or any of that stuff. Those, the images that are out there, from whatever that's supposed to be, Halloween or Night Limited, you know, the black and white pictures of them in the graveyard. Yes. That's that what Yes. Is what I would like to see. To me, that's the epitome of what should have been and what could have been and what is not. If you ask me in my head what it was like, what it, what their videos were like, that's what I would describe to you. Not brain eaters, if that makes sense, you know. No, that does make sense. And so, what it was for those of you who um, who aren't aware, there was a Night of the Living Dead music video that was shot in a cemetery, and they this was like the classic lineup, uh, the classic like Walk Among Us lineup, and it was shot by Corey Rusk, who was the bass player for the Necros, and it was shot on Umatic tape. Now Umatic. For those of you who may not be aware of, before VHS, before Betamax, there was a more primitive version of magnetic tape. It was called umatic tape, and the, the, the tapes, they're bigger, the, 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 the video cameras that shot them are clunkier, and this was uh, for Corey Rusks was shooting something for his college, it was for a college course or something. And he shot the tape. The tape is intact. It does exist. It's supposedly still in Corey Rusk's possession. He has never digitized it. And we don't know what the state of it is. Maybe it's degraded. I mean, that stuff does degrade. But supposedly, it does exist. Interesting. That's 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 the way it is. We have a question in Spanish. And I am so sorry, Luis. I don't, friggin', I don't have a translator handy. I wish I could... 
see your comment. Soy u cuando Glenn Fizier um acordo, or is this is this not is this Spanish or is this Portuguese? I'm I'm quite unsure, and I apologize. Well, I'll not... translate it right now. Just please, because I can't. I need to know what it's from though. Yeah, me too. Something about giant giant streaming. Uh, para uma amico, so something about giant streaming anime, maybe, and something with film, and then subvert that. That looks like subversal. Looks like means subversive. So and quando well, is probably means like how much does Glenn something. That's the best I could do off the top of my head. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. Oh, here he just translated it in English. I think. Oh well. Look at you. Awesome. And he did it at 11.38 p.m. The perfect time. That's the rules. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rules. One time we were doing a show on here, Chris, and it was like, it was running so late. It was just crazy. And like, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Dagger Love. They were like, they were like, no, you can't end the show until 1.38 a.m. And so we we kept the show going until 1.38 a.m. just because he said so, and we just did it. We could have did that on the first show I did, but you had to go to bed. Yeah, well, friggin', I actually kind of have to go to bed now, to be honest with you, but I'm staying up a little bit later than 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 I should, about a half hour later past my bedtime. I have, for those of you who are out there not aware, I have one child of mine has COVID, the other child friggin' does not. And they're both, their rooms are right next to each other. You know how hard it is to keep a two-year-old from wanting to play with a six-year-old when they're bored, is, bored to tears? So that's what, that's what my whole day will be tomorrow, starting at the crack of six. So it's going to be fun. It's Portuguese. It is Portuguese. I'm so sorry for mistaking that with Spanish. As I said, I, I don't you're speak fired. any language, so I don't know. Um, something about tape restoration, and he's the guy... Oh man, I missed that comment. Yes, Ballad was there for that. He says it was. I remember that 1:38 a.m. night. 8 a.m. was in the chat, and it was uh, the chat being a glory hole for Michael Graves. Yeah, a lot of Mike, <laughs> a lot of Michael ba Michael Graves bashing in that in that chat that night. And there was one guy who was not. Oh my God, Luis, do not apologize, please. Come on, man, you have nothing to apologize for. Yeah, he says he's from Brazil. Well. Hello from Brazil, man. Sorry, sorry, we uh, were not able. If it was Spanish, it could have helped. Yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Oh, here it is. He does tape restoration. He's the guy who filmed the guy getting the beer smashed into his face. I don't know what the other part of that comment is. Um, I can't contact hate five six. He says. That's the guy when you're talking about the the beer, whatever happened, like the mosh pit, the guy who has the beer. Remember you were telling me that video? Oh, yeah. I guess that's hate five six. See, people are watching the stream earlier on and commenting now and giving us the answers that we didn't have at the time. That, that video is it's it's fucked up. Okay, here's the translated comment, I think, from Louise. And I believe he is close to it. He looks serene, mature ready to open minds and hearts that didn't have the opportunity to know his art. So I think that is the translated comment. And the reason why I can't see that is because I'm using a third-party software that does not allow me 
to do that. Here's what oh here's what Chris is saying about the about the midnight. He, he said, yeah. So we were we were to show up later that week at midnight to shoot the other videos, but it never came to be. That's in reference to the London Dungeon video and the Skulls video or whatever, uh, as he remembers it forty something years ago. So, yeah. Um, and then let's see what else we got here. The Misfits look so much cooler in a graveyard than the Ramones. It just fits perfectly, aesthetically speaking. Yes, it most certainly does. I concur. That would be wicked, Jeff. I don't know what would be wicked, but Rue, there's so many things that would be wicked. Something wicked this way comes. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Um, what else you got? What else you got, Chris? You got anything? We got so I many people. Know. We got we eyeballs. Covered, yeah, we 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 covered so much today. Um, just, you want to go to midnight? Should we stay till midnight? Well, what is that? Twenty more minutes? Give that's, or take fifteen. Yeah, that's seventeen minutes for me. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we should. We um, should, shouldn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, we covered a lot of that stuff. There's just we haven't talked about the um, the last ride video. Yeah, let's. That's a perfect segue into the last ride video, of which I don't know very much about this video. Really, I don't know anything about it actually. So, it was shot in two days. It was prepped two days before. Wow! It was literally. <laughs> it was literally. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> We'll do a video for this. Okay. I need a blonde. Okay. And mind you, this is like Thursday, right? Well, okay. Well, when do you want to shoot? Saturday. So there I... Do you know how hard it is to find an actress who will do topless? Oh, my God. In For Saturday. So, really, in 24 hours. I am calling everybody I know. And that's a long list. And nobody wants to do topless. Um, and the ones who would do topless, he didn't like. So I'm going, 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 going until I hit Diane. And Diane I haven't spoken to in a few months. She um, she did um, the orphan killer with her then husband. Um, so I hit up Diane out of nowhere. And she got back to me in a couple hours. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. He liked her. That was that. But that was stressful. Not because it wasn't just find a girl, find a location. <laughs> oh Everything had to be locked down in 24 hours so that we could shoot on Saturday morning. And uh, my friends had a had a house that we called the Horror Ranch. It's where I did all those shorts. Um, right. So. I locked down that place. We did it there. We got Diane. We got camera. We got everything together. And then um, we, went, we shot that all day. <laughs> so we shoot all day. Now, mind you, like the earrings, all that stuff that we had to put together, right? Right. We shoot all day. Diane leaves. Yeah. And mind you, this is in Aqua Dulce. So... It's 
all the houses are way off the like this big highway, the pet cemetery highway. Okay, let's put it that way. Yeah, it is the pet cemetery highway. We we wrap. Diane gets in her car. She pulls out and she is hit. Oh. At like whatever, sixty-five miles an hour. Oh my god! Cars totaled. Yeah. Is she yeah. okay? Was, is she okay? She, what she happened? She was okay. She was. Okay. She Good. went to the hospital. Yeah. On her own. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't even remember what happened. I think an Uber came to get her, or somebody came to get her. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, so she airbag airbag she, went off. Everything went up. That that oh car was cold. That oh car was cold. Um, Freaking so, insane. That was the whole thing. So you had, I mean, Glenn was pretty pretty calm about it, but fucking, yeah, Craven was right there, ready to like beat these guys, and it's, it was a whole thing. So <laughs> that was that was the uh, that was the end of a of a of a long day. Does I mean you would imagine that like, I mean. Again, I don't know if, if she's like wrapped and off the set. It's like, does if, if it was a different kind of production, like that would be like insurance would be involved. Well, like, yeah, if it, was a, stuff, if it right? was, you know, like a real production, it was right. a shooting at somebody's house. Because again, right. it goes back to music videos today. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Because if it was a music video in the 90s, it would have, you know, the budget would be up there, and there, you'd have production insurance and yada yada yada. Have, it'd be a, it'd be a real production, not you know two guys in a camera, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was it was fucked up, and that was uh that was that morning, you know, it was uh or that was that whole day, it was running gun the whole time. Um, it went yeah, I mean overall it was smooth. It's just that whole thing happened. That was just like a what the fuck. So let me ask you this: hmm. You're, you, uh, Glenn is in front of the camera, and when he's also directing something behind the camera, how does that work? Like, wh- like, how does that sort of inform the workflow? Because it's got to be taxing, it's, or it's got to be hard to like, you know, you're trying to make. He tells no. He tells you where he wants the camera. It's like it's like yeah. any any director who's also in the movie. Uh-huh. You know, this, this is the angle I want. So you know, uh-huh. um, most people will have a stand-in so they can kind of make sure that it's what they want. Um, so he'll he'll set up the camera, and he'll go stand in front of it, and have you know whoever's running camera like Craven hit record, and then he'll go take a look and make sure it's the angle he wants. Right, and then we shoot. Right. So, you know, right. It's more. It's more of a just uh, press on, press off. <laughs> but um, it's pretty simple. Hmm. And then uh, so we we um, we did the first day on location. We did the second day at, at the studio. That's when you had the guys come in and do the performance stuff. Do, what do you prefer when you're doing something? Do you prefer to be in like a studio, or do you prefer to be? Like out in the elements, does one, you know? And again, I, I can, I know that when I am outdoors shooting, it's like it, it's it's got its pluses and minuses. The pluses are like, you know, if you're shooting in daylight and if you're shooting run and gun, then you kind of like don't have to really worry about like it's like okay, this is what it is. It is what it is because you don't you're not you don't have to deal with lights because 
you're shooting outside in in the daytime as opposed to you know being in a studio environment where you have to you know you're gaffing trying to get the right kind of look. But you, you yeah, always have to deal with lights. Yeah, you always have lights. Period. Um, I like location. Yeah, studio is more controlled. It depends on what you're doing. If you're yeah. doing a big effects heavy scene, location is you know it's it's better to be on set where it's controlled. You can get what you want. Mm-hmm. You have to build everything, but it's exactly what you need to pull it off. Thank you, Ballad. Yes. Um, thank you, salute. Thank you, salute to Ballad of the Broken for the tip. As always, much appreciated. Sorry, continue. No, 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 not at all. Um, but I like location. There's something about location that just. It's more fun. I mean, yeah, it's cold sometimes. It sucks. <laughs> you're out there for 14, 15 hours at a time. This year, it's 12 hours of work, but you're right. always there early. Then you got to get out of there. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Javis so Pickle. Yeah. We got so Javis Pickle. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's um, So it's a thing, you know, but our times on location have been fun. And... Anytime I'm on location, I enjoy that a lot. You know, the drive sometimes sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sometimes it's cold. I did this movie out in, um, in the canyon. Like Benedict Canyon? Yeah. Fuck. It's like 50 degrees in there. And it sucked. But you know what? I have better memories of that than sitting in side sound stages, you know? So... You ever go to that Batman cave, the bat, the Adam West Batman cave where everybody shoots at? That's like the the big thing, right? In L.A. Well, it is what it is. Not a fucking cave, first of all. It's a tunnel. What? Um, it's a tunnel. It's not a cave. Wow. I don't know what denotes cave. You know, you but change my reality. It's, it's a tunnel. <laughs> um, it's it's basically it's just a tunnel. It's just where the car went in and the car came out of. It's still pretty um, cool. So yeah, I mean, I've book. been there, of course. Uh, I think Danzig shot a music video there. I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure a music video was shot. Maybe on a wicked night. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I got to ask him. I yeah, mean, it's right. It's not too far from the from the house, from the Los Feliz house. So you know. There you go. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, anything else you got for us, guys? We're we're closing in here. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow. We're gonna be talking about. You know, horror and film. It's it's very effortless to talk with Chris. I could literally talk to him for hours because we just can talk. We talk, talk, talk. Talk and talk and talk. It just it goes on and on. it's a never ending conversation that continues and continues and continues. Um, I will say, Chris, the I, this movie, The Other Lamb, is phenomenal, and I really think you should check it out. For those of you who have not been following, please. Go check out 31 Days of Halloween videos that I've been doing here. And Chris has his own 31 Days of Halloween that he's posted up on the Instagram. So check that out as well. Please make sure to follow Chris on Instagram at both the Sinful uh, Celluloid Podcast as well as at Sinful Celluloid. Please subscribe to this channel. Thank you again to everybody for your viewer support. Thanks again. Shout out to Ballad of the Broken for the tip. 
Yeah. Um, thank you all for the friggin' uh, you know uh, comments and the participation. I love that. It's so great. We have an, such a wonderful community of people that just like gather here and we sort of chat and like you know uh, laugh and you know just kind of get away from it all. It's it's really really nice. And I just want to thank everybody for and I want to thank Chris for coming back on this show, even though he's on. <laughs> I feel like Chris is on like every week now. You know he's here, but that's cool. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you when we see you tomorrow. We'll be on tomorrow, and and yes, Bella, I guess we will be sitting on later American Horror Stories, and I yes. will I will be I will be here with with something harder in tow. Uh oh, I'm gonna have to fight Chris about this because I like some of those later. We're gonna talk a lot about American Horror we're, Story. We're, and there's gonna be we're, battles. We're gonna be, there's gonna oh be, no, uh-oh. it's gonna be bad. Right. It's gonna all be right. a battle. But it's going to be a fun battle. That's what we do here. And as always, we say we didn't quite make it to twelve, but that's okay. I'm feeling I'm feeling the plane wheels touch the tarmac, and that's fine. Sometimes that happens. Okay, we we did it. We did an hour and forty seven minutes, <laughs> and we came in late. And we came in late. Oh my God! You guys don't know what happens. Sometimes it's to get this thing off the ground, but once it's off the ground, it's good. It's it's good. All right. Once we it's say, in the air, it's all good. Yeah. Once peace. it's in the air, it's all good. You know what we say? What do we say here? I'll let Chris say it. Chris, what do we say yeah, here? Pe- peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease. Boom. Make it for Make it for Make it for